Hey, thanks for joining me tonight. This is Terry Holland, and you're listening to The Empowered Life. A few weeks ago, I had the honor of speaking at the One Woman Fearless Women's Summit, and today I got the recording of my talk, so I would like to share that with you today, and I hope that you thoroughly enjoy it. If you do, of course, um, I'd love to hear from you, or if you have any feedback or comments, I'd love to hear from you. And if you'd like to watch the video of this, it's on my YouTube channel. So if you go to YouTube, Terry Holland, you'll find me there. And it's under the playlist Empowered Entrepreneur. Thanks so much. Hope you enjoy it. You're listening to The Empowered Life with Master Coach and Trainer of NLP, Terry Holland. Breakthrough to the life you deserve. I decided to change businesses. And when I launched my new business, I thought I'd put out a Facebook ad. I was so excited. I had all of my success riding on this one thing. And I thought, for sure, this is going to work. I pressed publish, and I waited. I was excited because I had been through so much already. And I thought this would be the thing that would change everything. I had gone through working all the jobs that I hated. I had started a business in the fitness industry and successfully run it for 10 years, which led to burnout, which led to exhaustion and depression, adrenal fatigue, chronic fatigue, weight gain, and it was the best gift of my life. See, in our darkest moments, we can find our greatest gifts. And the gift in all of that was it led me down a path of discovering who I am. It led me into personal development, where I discovered things like NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming, hypnotherapy, timeline therapy. And in that, I found my true purpose and how I wanted to help the world. And there I was, launching this brand new business. I had just finished my training, and I hit publish, and I waited for the business to just start pouring in. It did not. (laughs) The next day, a friend of mine shared my ad. Now, this is a friend from back when I was 18 years old. She was one of those friends I met at work. We went to the bar together every weekend with another group of girls. She was my best friend. Until life happened, we went to school, we moved on into our separate ways, and we lost touch. Facebook reconnected us a few years before. We liked the odd post of each other, shared the odd thing. We didn't talk too much. And here she was sharing my ad. I thought, how kind of her. How supportive. And then ping, my phone pinged again. Someone had commented on the ad that she shared. And then another one, and another one. I was so excited to read them. Have you ever been punched in the face? (laughs) I have been. 
In the seventh grade, I was bullied by a bunch of girls, and one day, one of them came up to me in the washroom without saying a word, and poof, right in the face. I had no idea why. I just stood there shocked, not even knowing what to do, and she walked out the door laughing. That's exactly what I felt reading these comments. You see, Megan didn't share my ad to be supportive. She shared it to hurt me. And again, I didn't know why. There were comments like, who does she think she is? How can she help someone? And then comments from friends of hers that I had never met, all attacking me, all trying to hurt me. And one comment stood out. It was a comment from a girl named Sianne, who I remember meeting as one of Megan's friends way back 15 years ago. And she said, I've been waiting to take this Terry Holland down, just wait. And I knew it was about to get really bad. I had no idea why people who I had known 15 years before would want to hurt me. I scrolled through Megan's Facebook feed and there were all these things that she had shared of mine to mock, to attack, to hurt me. And I never noticed until now. Then they started attacking my business page, posting reviews. I had just finished my training the week before. <laughs> they were posting reviews that I had hypnotized them and taken all their money. And as fast as I could delete and block one, the next one would come, and the next one, and the next one, and all of their friends were posting these reviews. And it lasted for 48 hours. Thankfully, only 48 hours, but it was an awful 48 hours. It sucked. It really sucked. I remember thinking, if this is what it's like to put myself out there, to be public, then I don't want to do this. I'm not cut out for this work. I told my coach, that's it. I'm going to quit. I can't do this. I don't want to feel this way. And he said to me something that I'll never forget. He said, Terry, you want to be like the next Oprah. Do you think that she wakes up every day knowing that everyone in the world loves her? No, she wakes up every day knowing that there are people who hate her, who would love to see her fail. And she gets up anyway and she does her work because she thinks of the people she helps. And he said, you just have a couple of them. She has millions. He said, this is training. This is training in resilience. In our darkest moments come our greatest gifts. I wish I could say that that was the last bit of training I had in resilience. <laughs> it was not. And along the way, I learned some things. So how many of you, by show of hands, have had an obstacle in your life? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and by show of hands again, how many of you, if you could get rid of that obstacle, would do something that right now you feel like you can't do? Good. So would it be worth it to you today to find out how to overcome those obstacles and be resilient? Yeah? Here's the thing. Stop caring about what people think. Easy, right? <laughs> I wish it was that easy. The truth is, a third of the people you meet will never like you. They just won't like you. And it's not something that you've done or something wrong with you. They just won't like you. And you can't think of those people. 
The next third of people, they're on the fence. They don't know yet if they like you or not. You can win them over. And the final third, these are your people. These are the people who like you immediately, and they'll like you no matter what. They have your back, and they will support you 100% of the way. Those are the people you focus on. So on my journey, I've learned a few things. The first one is to be at cause. Be at cause for your life. In life, you're either at cause or you're at effect. When you're at effect, you have reasons why you're not getting what you want. It usually sounds something like this. If it wasn't for those people, if it wasn't for the town I grew up in, the economy, my spouse, my health, this illness, if it wasn't for that, I would do this thing I really want. When you're at effect, you're at the effect of everything around you. The external world determines how you feel about yourself, what you do, what actions you take. When I was at effect, those girls on Facebook hurt me. I wanted to quit. Being at cause means you are at cause for all of the effects in your life. It means you have choices. You choose how you feel. You choose how you respond. It's your life. And you take ownership, responsibility for it. When you're at cause, you get results. When you're at effect, you have reasons why you're not getting results. And you might have really good reasons why you're not living your life the way you want. But I have this theory that by the time that you're 90 or 95 years old and you're looking back on your long life, if you've never had it the way you want it, it's not going to be very satisfying. Now, by being at cause, I'm not saying that you take blame for everything that's ever happened in your life. It's not about that. It's about taking responsibility. This is my life now, and I'm the only person who can change it. See, if the problem is outside of me, if the problem is over there, those people doing something to me, I can't change that. I can't affect it. When I accept that it's my problem, now I can change it. I can do something. That's empowering. So be at cause. The second thing, focus on what you want. Just focus on what you want, not on what you don't want. When you focus on what you want, you're more likely to get what you want. And when you focus on what you don't want, you're more likely to get that. Focus on what you want. You have a conscious and an unconscious mind. Your conscious mind is the goal setter. It sets the goals. It says, this is what I want. And your unconscious mind will relentlessly pursue that which you're focused on, whether it's good for you or not. So if you're focused on, I don't want to be broke, I don't want to be sick, I don't want to be bullied in my business, you get more of that because your unconscious mind will pursue that. And if you're focused totally on what you want, I want more abundance, I want healthy relationships, I want supportive friends, you will find more of that. Your unconscious mind will seek it out relentlessly until you get it. It changes your behavior unconsciously. What stops us from focusing on what we want are past negative emotions, limiting beliefs of who we think we are or who we think we're not. If you imagine that this room is completely pitch black, there's no light coming in, and right in the center, I put a lamp with a 100-watt incandescent bulb, how much of this room would it illuminate? Not a lot. It would cast a small dome around where the lamp is, and the further away from it, it would get darker, right? 
That's 100 watts of unfocused energy. Not a great result. A 5-watt laser can shoot all the way to the moon and back to Earth. 5 watts of focused energy. A 100-watt laser cuts through steel. So which one would you like to be in your mind? A lot of energy going nowhere? Or focused energy in the direction of what you want? Focus on what you want. When you focus on what you want, it becomes a lot easier to tune out all the noise of the people who want to see you fail. And the third thing is persistence. Has this ever happened to you where you have something you really want and you're working towards it and everything's going well and then, bam, something happens to deter you? Has that ever happened to anyone or is that just me? (laughs) Good, I'm glad I'm not alone. It seems to be that the bigger the goal, the more you want it, that bigger that challenge or that obstacle is in your way. And when you're there, it's easy for us to say, oh, just keep going, just keep going, it'll be fine. But when you're there, when you're in it, it sucks. It's hard and it's frustrating and everything inside of you will tell you to leave, to quit, to get out of there. It looks kind of like this. I'd like to walk out of the room. And then... an obstacle. (laughs) It's in my way. How can I possibly get out the door? It's right there. Now, I know this is silly. It's a chair. Obviously, I can walk around it or I can just move it. But that's not what people do, is it? No, what they do is they pick it up and they carry it around (laughs) and they tell everyone about it. (laughs) Yeah. Have you seen my chair? (laughs) Charlotte, did you see my obstacle? Did you see this? This is why I don't have the thing I want. I could have walked out the door, but... (laughs) So that's just a silly demonstration with a chair, but it's true, isn't it? And if you're doing that, by the time that you're 90 or 95 and you look back and you're carrying all these chairs, (laughs) it's going to be exhausting. So you have to keep going. And the thing that I found with obstacles is that when you overcome it, if you just keep going and you overcome it, you acquire the tools and the resources and the learnings to accomplish your goal in the first place. The obstacle isn't there to stop you. It's there to give you what you need to get what you want. Now, how many of you would like to never face another obstacle again? Yeah. So here it is. This is the million-dollar secret. Ready? Don't set goals. (laughs) You'll never go anywhere. You won't achieve much. And when you look back at 90, it might not be very satisfying. But you'll never have another obstacle. Now, I don't recommend that because I don't think anyone wants to be successful at achieving nothing. So what I'd like you to do instead is when you have an obstacle in your way, get excited. I want you to get really, really excited because it means you're going somewhere. You're doing something. Those obstacles are there as a flagpost to say you're going somewhere, keep going. Keep going. 
and it'll make it easier to get there in the end. And you look back and it wasn't that big of a deal. To become resilient, you need to be at cause. You need to focus on what you want and persist. In business and in life, you will face adversity, you will have challenges, and it's what you do in those moments that makes the difference. In our darkest moments come our greatest gifts. Use your gifts. Thank you. Thank you.